people think it's easy to get to the top and it's not. It's a grind, a slow grind every single day of just consistently putting in the work and showing that, you know, you're reliable, you're capable and voicing your opinion when you can on, you know, ways to better yourself and better your team. From the cubicle to the lab, the studio to the war room, climbing the corporate ladder or joining a scrappy startup, experience a day in the life of the jobs you want. This is the Experience a Day in the Life podcast. We interview professionals, entrepreneurs, and recent grads about what a day is actually like on the job, hour by hour, or as we like to call it, their a-diddle, spelled A-D-I-T-L, which stands for a day in the life. This podcast will inspire you to gain experience beyond the classroom and launch a career of your own. We're your hosts, Chris DeBeau and Matt Poe. Welcome to part two in the two-part The Music and Movies series. In part one, we went through hour by hour in a day in Darian Farrell's life as a film and TV coordinator for Universal Music Group. In this episode, we'll take you through Darian's career journey so you know what skills and experience are necessary to land a job in the music biz. A TV show, a friend of a friend's advice, and a random plane ride conversation empowered Darian to make a complete 180 in her career. It can be done. On the heels of graduation from her master's psychology program, Darian leveraged her passion for the music industry into a full-time position. Let's learn how she did it so you can too. What did you want to be growing up? (laughs) Well, growing up, I really wanted to be an actress. I thought that was just the most glamorous job in the world. I love performing arts as a child. I love being, you know, the center of attention. I love being in the spotlight. And so that was kind of my dream career. (laughs) Even though I was from a small town in Michigan, I definitely was, you know, dreaming big and had these lofty goals and aspirations for myself. Were you always passionate about music? When did that come about? So... Uh, That's actually funny. It's on my resume, kind of. It says, I'm a morning person and a slight perfectionist. The first time I fell in love with film was in 2001 when I finally got my hands on a copy of The Breakfast Club. And the first time I fell in love with music was 1999 when Destiny's Child released The Writings on the Wall. When it came time for college, Darian attended Grand Valley State University, studying psychology and applied statistics. She chose the school because she wanted to stay close-ish to home, and it was more affordable to stay in state. Everyone was super kind, and it's I still have just the fondest memories in the world of Grand Valley, so I definitely don't regret it at all. What led me to psychology was I have always been a talker, but I've also always been a listener. I've loved listening to people and hearing their stories and learning more about them. And I just wanted to help people. I wanted to contribute something to the world. And so I took kind of a, like not an aptitude test exactly, but in college, they had us take, you know, this test to kind of see, you know, what field would you be best in? And of course, funny enough, like the first field it said I would, you know, really thrive in was if it was like actor or actress. Oh my gosh. And I was like, yeah, I would love that. But I was like, okay, I'm 
you know, 17 years old, I'm going to college. I didn't really have the faith in myself to think that, you know, I could be an actor or an actress. And the second thing on my list was psychologist. And I was like, oh, wow, like, let me look more into this. And the more I did, I was like, this could be a great career. I love talking. I love listening to people. I love helping people. This could be great. With picking that major, what were your career goals at that point in college, freshman year? And at a high level, how did they change? Um, So my career goal was to become a psychiatrist and to work in a private facility and, you know, see patients and help them in any way I could. So that was the goal. How that changed was I remember specifically I had to take Chem 2 my sophomore year, first semester, and not only was I terrible at it, I didn't enjoy it. Every day I had to go to the class was just a miserable day for me because it wasn't something I was understanding, it wasn't something I was getting, and it didn't seem to be hitting any bells within me that you know, this is something I wanted to do. But in order to become a psychiatrist, you have to go to medical school. And so I was like, oh, maybe, you know, this isn't for me. So I went and talked to a counselor and I remember sitting in my chemistry class, like basically revamping my entire schedule for the next semester and being like, okay, I'm done with psychiatrists. That's not going to happen. I think instead what I want to do is be a counseling psychologist. So that way I have the the techniques to do cognitive behavioral therapy uh, but also I'm helping people without having to you know go to med school and you know learn the type of science that I wasn't good at Junior year, she also applied to the McNair program. It's designed to prepare undergrad students for graduate and doctoral studies through involvement in research and other scholarly activities. She got in and she told us she loved it because she was paired with the professor at Grand Valley to work on a research project together. The research they worked on was proving those who were ostracized in any way felt not only emotional pain, but physical pain as well. And so we were trying to look into if experiencing ostracism is as painful as research says, our hypothesis was that people would also be concerned with their physical safety because they're feeling such physical pain. So that kind of spiraled into risk adverse and risky behavior. Darian got into the Applied Social Psychology program at Loyola University in Chicago, all thanks to her hard work and help from her professors. She was ready for graduation from undergrad, but like most around this time, Darian was feeling anxious about the next chapter in her life. Everyone was kind of telling me from the from the jump, they're like, there's going to be a time where you get to grad school and it's hard and you're going to feel like you don't belong and you're going to feel like it's a mistake that you're there. Don't believe that. Don't trust that. You know, you earned your way there. You belong there just as much as anyone else. And everyone wasn't lying. I mean, within the first month of being in Chicago, I felt like I didn't belong. I felt like I'd made a mistake. Because what a lot of people don't understand is when you go to grad school, it's it's different from college in that your professors are now your peers. And so you are expected to get A's. Like if you are not getting A's, there is a problem. Or they're in a situation where the program is more research intensive and so their focus isn't really on your grades it's like okay you need to be you know conducting quality research that can later be published in journals 
You could be wondering, what is grad school actually like on the day-to-day? Well, Darian told us her first semester was tough because she had to get used to all the reading and writing. We're talking papers on papers on papers and reading multiple chapters a day. She thought it was interesting and all, but had a moment during grad school where she realized applied social psychology was not what she wanted to do. I spent a lot of time in the libraries and coffee shops and, you know, focused on understanding this new world that I was in. I did great my first semester. It really pumped me up. I ended up getting a four point my first semester and I was like, this is great. Like I can do this. Like I'm proof that, you know, I, I'm not here by accident. I can do this. And then second semester hits where a master's program is only two years. So you're doing more in depth research. You're learning more like what you did last semester doesn't cut it anymore. You've got to, you know, step it up to the next level. And so this was super tough for me because it was a lot more statistics, which I was comfortable with, but obviously you're advancing more to the program. So it's harder. And it was after the first year where I was like, okay, psych is great. My plan at that time was to do really well in at Loyola's master's program so that I could be admitted into the PhD program and I could become a professor and I could change lives the way, you know, the professors of my college experience changed my life. And I could also, you know, do some research on the side that really interests me. But it was at the end of that first year that I was like, psychology is amazing. It's fascinating. I really like it. But is it something that I want to be doing for the rest of my life? And so I had that hard conversation with myself of, is this something I could do? Yes. Do I want to do it? I don't think so. And so then that led to, you know, a downward spiral of, okay, well, if I don't want to do that, what do I want to do? And I was in my apartment in Chicago watching, uh, watching a show that like provided me so much comfort throughout adolescence. And I was listening and I heard some song that was playing in the background of the scene. And I was like, this is incredible. I wish I, you know, could do this for a living. I wish I could just choose songs for film. That would be so fun. I would learn so much. How do I do this? And I remember Googling, you know, who's the person that picks the music in the so- in songs or in film? And I found music supervisor. And so from there, I spent that summer kind of reaching out to any connection I had in Detroit, you know, to explain to me what music supervision was, how it worked, how could I get involved? And I had a friend, Erica, who had been my, you know, role model and confidant all throughout college because she was also president of Delta Zeta at the time that I first joined. And I was like, she's incredible. I want to be like her. And she worked in um, copywriting and she worked with a lot of advertising companies. And she was like, you should talk to, you know, my friend at this company, you know, he's a music supervisor. He might be able to help you. And he did. He helped me out and basically was like, you know, this is great that you want to do this, um, but it's going to mean kind of giving up everything that you've already done in your life and starting all over. And you're going to need to move, you know, to New York or Los Angeles, somewhere that, you know, music is a central hub. And that was really scary because I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know anyone who lives in those places. I don't know anyone who works in that field. I don't really know how I'm going to start. And honestly, it just, the universe worked. It was how I knew it was meant to happen was the universe honestly worked it out to happen. And so 
I was coming back to Chicago on a plane and I sat next to a man who happened to like be chatty and when I'm on planes I'm not really trying to tra- chat with people but he was so <laughs> chatty that I was like oh, okay like we're doing this I guess <laughs> yeah I guess I know I guess we're having this combo cool 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 and so he was like yeah you know I work in music and you know I'm coming back from one of my clients shows and da 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 and he ended up working for he ended up owning a, his own radio promotions business and I connected with him after the plane I like saw his name on like a piece of paper he had or something that he was holding and I was like I gotta remember that name and I remember writing it down on my phone and I googled him and like found his information and ended up sending him an email basically being like you probably don't remember me I was the girl with all the psych articles on the plane but music is something that's always really fascinated me and I've been really passionate about in my life and I was hoping that you'd have some time for a meeting and he was amazing he was like of course you know I'd be happy to help you like come down to my office like we'll set something up and that led to a like four or five month internship at his radio promotions company while I was still in grad school finishing up all my classes and you know I had a part-time assistantship and it was it was really busy for a solid couple of months Um, but I was like I've got to give this a shot I've got to see if I have what it takes to kind of make this work even if it is just you know looking through magazines all day and you know listening to new artists and you know new music friday on spotify and you know finding articles and shuffling papers i mean it was a lot of administrative stuff it it was very rare that we got to do like anything really hands-on but we did get to go to some cool shows and i had never really been to music shows like even as a kid i was like I really like this band. I'll just buy their CD. And it never occurred to me to like go see a band live. And so it was good that it was a great time for me in Chicago because I was going to see all these great bands live and it kind of opened up this whole new world for me of like, this is what it's like to work in music. You know, you're going to shows, you're finding new music, you're doing a lot of administrative work, you're talking on the phone, you're trying to make stuff happen. And so I was like, okay, I, I think I could do this. This is really fun. And it's something I enjoy. I can make this work. Oh, thank you for sharing that. That was a great story. That's like, I, it gives me chills. It's like so, so cool. I spent, and I love what you said that the universe literally just made it happen. It was definitely a mix of you, you know, putting your, your energy out there and being like, I want to do this. Looking back with Jeff, were you nervous to send that first initial follow-up email to reach out? Yeah, because I thought for sure he'd be like, I don't have time for this girl. Like, what is she? Who is this? Like, why is she contacting me? We literally barely spoke on spoke on the plane, but that was like, you know, a plane conversation, not like a follow up with me and like chat with me conversation. I thought for sure it would the email would either I would would either go ignored or I would get like a negative response. But I at the end of the day, I was like, I've got nothing to lose. Why not? You know, the worst he can say is no, I'm not going to help you. And then, you know, I move on. But if I ask, at least there's a maybe in the air. So I want to talk about graduation because you did get your master's at Loyola while juggling the music industry internship. How did it feel to get a degree knowing that you were moving on and taking a job in another industry? It was definitely hard because while I was so, so proud of all the work I had done at Loyola and my thesis and my mentors and the relationships that I'd formed, it also was bittersweet because I knew 
at that time that I was leaving and I wasn't, I wasn't pursuing this path I'd worked so hard on and spent so much money on. It was painful because I was like, did I seriously just waste two years of my life when I could have, you know, found this opportunity? But I don't regret it because there would be no now if I hadn't gone to Chicago and I hadn't gone to Loyola. I wouldn't have been on that plane. I wouldn't have met Jeff. I wouldn't have gone through the experience of grad school and realized, could I do this forever? Yeah. Do I want to do this forever? No. I wouldn't have had that that talk with myself. So I honestly just believe that we all have a path that we walk and, you know, whether you believe in a higher power or God or the universe, whatever it is, I think that, you know, what's meant for you is going to find you. And I think that this situation with Jeff and me coming into the music industry is just a testament to hustle, hard work, and, you know, speaking what you want out into the universe and being ready to accept it. So Darian graduated from Loyola, and within a two-week span, she picked up everything and moved to L.A. for the job she has now as a film and TV coordinator at Universal Music Group. You can learn more about that job in part one of this series, but now it's story time. I was in Chicago, and this was like January of my last semester. So our graduation was in May. Around the time of January, I... Was I made really good friends with a girl who went to my undergrad. Um, her name's Chrissy. She's amazing. Chrissy, if you're listening, you're the bomb. But Chrissy introduced me to her big sister from her sorority, which is also another reason I don't regret sorority life because it, it provides you with so many connections and such a deep well of networking. But Chrissy was like, my big sister works out in California. You should connect with her. She's incredible and will be super kind to you and will help kind of give you, you know, the tools you need to to get out there eventually. Because while I wanted to work in Los Angeles, I knew that I had it in my head. I was like, I'm not moving out to Los Angeles unless I have a job. Like I have to have the job first before I can move out there because it's too expensive. And it's too risky to mo- shift my whole life and not have, you know, anything secure. So Chrissy's big sister, Alex, introduced me to her friend, Shannon, who is one of my coworkers now, but she was like, Alex was like, talk with Shannon. She's amazing. She does exactly what you want to be doing, except instead of picking the music for different scenes, she basically gets the request from the studio or from the music supervisor and organizes, you know, the fee of what it's going to cost that cost them to have that song in that scene. Um, She was like, so I feel like even though it's not exactly what you want to be doing, it's a great stepping stone. And I was like, you're right. It's incredible. I'd be working for a major music company. Like that would be amazing. So Shannon and I talked, emailed back and forth for probably about a month or so. And I just told her, you know, if anything opens up, like, let me know. I can jump on the next plane. Like I will be out there. I can do this because another tough thing about moving to a new city is that especially if you don't have any experience or if you don't know someone already on the inside you it's it's hard to get your application looked at when you live in a different city because there's so many people already in that city that want a job so I kind of had that working against me but Shannon was like no if something opens up like I will definitely let you know it will I, I will be there for you and so I was like okay great and one day she emailed me and said, you know, someone from our team just left. 
I think they're going to promote one of the coordinators into this manager role and that would open up a coordinator role you know send me your resume let me know and I sent her my resume and just kind of like prayed on it and you know hope for the best and I got an email from one of the recruiters at UME and was like hey you know we got your we got a recommendation to reach out to you like let us know and so this was around March so I set up a phone interview and I'm thinking, you know, everything's gonna be great, it's gonna be good. And then they emailed me back kind of saying, you know, hey, unfortunately, you know, the team has decided to go in a different direction, but, um, you know, let us know if you're, if you, when you get out to Los Angeles, um, it would be great to meet you. And so I felt really defeated, of course, and I got my hopes up and I was excited about this new opportunity, but I just kind of sat down and prayed and was like, you know, whatever is supposed to happen to me, I know you'll make it happen. So just, you know, let me know with clear consistency what I need to be doing next. And so that this was like on a Sunday. The following Monday, I got an email from Shannon basically saying, I can't say anything, but, you know, keep your phone close to you. And I'm like, ooh, this is so awkward. She doesn't know they already told me no. Uh, this is, I don't know how to say this to her. And sure enough, a recruiter called me the same recruiter called me back and was like hey actually you know they took a second look at your application and want to do an interview with you they're willing to skype interview you and so i skype interview with my current bosses and they were like yeah you know we never do this we never skype interview anyone um and we have had a lot of interest for this position but we'll let you know and in my head i was thinking like i know how i am and i know my work ethic and you know who i am if i can just get an interview, I really, really think I can make this happen. So to have that Skype interview was great and it went really well. And three days later, they called, the recruiter called me and said, you know, hey, they want to offer you the position. You're sure you can be out here in Los Angeles for your start date in two weeks. And I was like, of course, of course. Like, yes, thank you, thank you. And so I had a week in <laughs> Chicago to find, a, mind you, because this is March or this is, yeah, this is like March, end of March, early April. And my lease went until July in Chicago. And I technically didn't graduate until until May, but I was lucky in that I, I front loaded a lot of my courses. So I really, that last semester was just working on my thesis. So I was in a position to be able to pack up and move. So I found a subleaser, found an apartment, packed up all my stuff and arranged for it to be delivered to this new place in Chicago in a week. And then the following week flew out to California with my parents, moved everything in on a Wednesday, got everything situated, found a car, got that situated and started work the following Monday morning. Oh <laughs> my gosh. What do you think made you stand out? I think what made me stand out was my work ethic. I basically told them, you know, I asked them questions like, what could I do to exceed your expectations? What would the day-to-day -day be of this position? You know, what's the what's the culture like with the with the company? You know, what are what steps is the company taking to provide an inclusive environment? You know, I, I asked I think I asked questions that kind of took them off guard and 
kind of made them think like, oh, wow, like she's serious. You know, this is something, you know, I asked like, is there room for growth within the company? You know, I was like, I want to move. So if I'm going to pick up my whole life and move here, I need to know that there's going to be some stability and I need to, I'm going to be investing as much in this company and in this department as you guys are investing and taking a chance on me. And so I think that kind of stood out to them in that they were like, wow, she's got so many questions, you know, she's invested, she works hard. And then I didn't just say that I did that when I got there, you know, I came to work a half hour early every day and stayed a half hour late every day. I still do this because, you know, I, I know that it's, people think it's easy to get to the top and it's not, it's a grind, a slow grind every single day of just consistently putting in the work and showing that, you know, you're reliable, you're capable and voicing your opinion when you can on, you know, ways to better yourself and better your team. Awesome. That's such a great answer. And then building on that, how did you sell yourself to your bosses, given that you only had one internship in the industry itself? Yeah, that was tough. (laughs) Um, I thought for sure, you know, that I knew that was going to be the weakest part of my application because, you know, they were getting applications from people who had better experience from, and from bigger companies. Um, But I think what helped me was I had Shannon's recommendation. I really, you know, owe her a lot. She, we talk about it and she says, you know, you, you got yourself here. But I also know that like, you know, no one does anything hundred percent on their own. Like she put in a good recommendation for me and had, I firmly believe had she not, I wouldn't have gotten the, the opportunity to even interview. So I thank Shannon for that, but, um, it was tough. And I basically just told them, you know, I understand that, you know, I only have this, I addressed it. I said, I, I know I only have this limited amount of experience, but I'm, I want to know more. I'm a sponge. I will soak up anything. And I know that this is a great opportunity to learn and to grow. And that's what I want. And I know that I could bring a different aspect, a different um, perspective, being someone who has just spent the last two years in psychological research to the company. And so I think that also kind of stood out to them and that I wasn't of the music world. I was someone who had a passion and aspiration to be in the music world, but just hadn't had the opportunity. Before we go, Darian has a point she really wants to drive home. I think just like the best like little piece of advice I can give is people don't understand how important it is to network. I mean, I didn't know, I knew Chrissy, but I didn't know Alex and I didn't know Shannon at all. But I was politely persistent and I emailed them and I even like the first couple of emails I sent to Shannon, I didn't get a response, but I followed up in an appropriate amount of time. You know, I waited about anywhere from three business days to five business days and then followed up with another email because people will forget about you if you let them. Um, I'm not saying, you know, harass someone or, you know, you definitely need to, to feel out the timing um, but I just politely followed up saying, you know, Hey, following up on this email, I really would love to connect with you when you have the chance. I understand you're busy. Um, but you need to acknowledge that people do have other, you know, outside opportunities and that it's not someone's job to help you. So graciously accept someone's help if they are willing to offer it and be sure to show thanks and gratitude. And, you know, you've got to work hard. You've got to hustle. I, 
I sent so many emails to so many different people and got no response, but you know, I took a chance and it ended up working out. So I definitely would give my best advice is just to not give up, to be politely persistent and, you know, to keep grinding. It's, it's a hustle for sure. But if you, if you do all those things, I firmly believe success will find you. That wraps up part two in the music and movie series. Huge thanks to Darian Farrell for sharing her wisdom throughout this experience, A Day in the Life series. If you haven't already, be sure to listen to part one in this series to experience a day in the life of a film and TV coordinator at Universal Music Group. So they say you can't get a job without experience, but need experience to get the job. But luckily, we have quite the experience. You can join our team and experience a day in the life of the jobs you want by applying to be a student editor. Regardless of your major or amount of experience, this is the perfect stepping stone into any internship or career. Find more info and sign up at xadiddle.com slash students. That's x-a-d-i-t-l dot com slash students. Thanks for listening. Head over to xadiddle.com. That's x-a-d-i-t-l.com. There you can find the show notes for this series and more A Day in the Life articles. And you can get to know us and our guests more by joining our communities on social media. Follow at xadiddle on Instagram and on LinkedIn by searching for Krista Bow and Matt with one T Poe. If you learned something in this episode, please take some time to help our mission by leaving a positive rating and review of the show. Each week, we bring you a new interview series with guests from different jobs and different industries. In each series, we'll live a specific day in the life, hour by hour, and experience their career journey. So don't forget to subscribe.